There we go. There you go. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Baruch Hashem, we are blessed to be alive. We're blessed to be here today, another day. And we're blessed to have the ability, thank you very much. We are blessed to have the ability to start new. We know that the Yetzahara, oh well, thank you. We know that the Yetzahara wants us to live in our past. And we know that, that the Yetzahara does not want us to start new. The Yetzahara wants us to focus on what we've done wrong. The Yetzahara wants us to focus on the negative and the power of a person starting his day fresh and the power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving us uh, the ability to go to sleep and the ability to wake up and say, how do I want my day to be? What do I want my day to be? And that I don't want it to be like yesterday, even if yesterday was a great day. But I need to create uh, a new day, right? A person can't wait uh, for the success of yesterday to give him the success of today. And just like a person's failures of yesterday cannot give him the failures of today. The, the goal of a person is to, and the uh, power of a person is the ability to choose Tov, to choose Mihaisha Chavetz Chaim, Oev Yamim Leroz Tov, is the ability for a person to begin anew, whatever, however difficult it might be, however challenging it might be, or however great, like I said, however great yesterday was, a person still needs to be mechazik himself, right? That's one of the things we have on the quote chat that says, motivation doesn't last, neither does uh, bathing, and that's why we recommend it daily. That a person daily, a person every day, the more a person renews himself, the tzaddikim say, I think Rav Nachman brings down, that even if a person has to start over many times during, during the day, even if a person has to renew himself, but for sure, when a person begins... His day, it's very important to get the focus of what I want my life to be like. That someone who loves life is trying to see the good and he wants to see the good because there is so much good. What happens is the Yetzirah isolates and has us hyper-focused on the bad and he doesn't give us the ability, but, but a person has to fight that. We want to fight that, to, to look at the good, to find the good, to find the good. And sometimes it's difficult, but the more a person tries, and the more a person makes himself, uh, that that's his mission. If my mission is, right, I said it yesterday, thank you, Rafi, for, for posting on the chat, I like it. It came out more naturally, but it's true. You have to bombard, you have to bombard your thoughts, your brain with positive thoughts. You have to bombard it, like dropping bombs of just positive, positive, positive thoughts. And um, first of all, because there is so much more beauty than there is not. There is so much more positive than not. Just what happens is the Yetzahara, Nachash Afar Lachmai, is that the Nachash likes to keep you down in the, in the dirt, and the, and the Nachash likes to have a person to always focus to see in his other people, to see in himself. To see, not, not to be able to see the good. Not to be able to see the good. So we start off every day, Baruch Hashem, with Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim teaches us very clearly um, that we know how Lashon Hara is terrible. 
And Lashon Hara comes from my negativity. That's where Lashon Hara begins. Lashon Hara doesn't, doesn't start by saying something negative about someone. Lashon Hara starts by me feeling negative and being negative and focusing on the negative. And then, Mimela, I'm going to say something negative because that's, that's really what's in my heart. That's what's in my head. But when a person learns to work on himself by not saying something about someone, so it forces you to deal with whatever you have to deal with, and number two is that um, it helps you focus on yourself to make yourself someone who sees more positive in your life. And when you begin to see, like we've said many times, that um, happy people are not thankful. People think, oh, he's a happy guy, so therefore he's so thankful. Which, which is, uh, that's not the way it works. A, a person who is thankful and a person who's always looking for the good, so Mamela, he will be happy. A person like that becomes happy. So let's begin. Let's begin with these halachas today. We're on page ninety-one, day thirty-four, talking lashon hara even without mentioning names. And this, of course, goes into what we just spoke about. It's not about can I say something negative? Am I? I'm not allowed to say something negative. Of course, there's the halachas of toelas, which is where I have to say something, which helps the other person which we're not talking about now. There are situations where you have to say something that someone did or something about a product or whatever it might be. That um, There are halachas where you're allowed to say that. Um, however, over here we're talking about that I don't want to be a person who says anything about someone negative even if I don't mention the name because I know in my mind who the person is. He says, it is permissible to talk Lashon without mentioning a name. If you are sure the person you're talking will never figure out who it is. However, it is still not a preferable thing to do. It's still not preferable. So even if you could say, oh, this guy did this and this guy did this, and you tell this terrible story, so even if no one's going to know, it's still preferable not to do that because you want to train yourself. That's why when we talk about speaking negative about a guy, speaking negative about things, even though it might be 100% mutter, I don't want to be someone who speaks negative. But I don't want to be someone who thinks negative. And again, I'm not talking about situations where you have to, where they're dangerous situations, where a person has to and has a toelis that you have to say things. But I'm just talking about regular, you know, chattering and regular just on talk to try and stay away from, from neg- negative, speaking negative. And that's what he says. He says, for example, on Shabbos, you tell your friend, could you imagine? I saw someone in shul today talking straight through the entire davening. Could you believe such a thing? He bothers to come to shul and doesn't even daven properly. So even if your friend will never figure out who you spoke about, it is still not a good thing to do. So he says, why? Because you, what you're doing is you're creating a kitrug. You're creating like a negative, um, I don't know how to say kitrug, uh, 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 prosecution um, against this person as a result of your words. Right? Because you, you, are, you are saying something negative um, about someone. Um, and he says, you're not allowed to talk negatively about someone's, even without mentioning names, even if it is likely that at any given time, even years later, the person you're talking about can figure out who was spoken about. So not only, so, so the Chavetz Chaim teaches us, not only if I know that the person won't know who it is, it's still preferable not to. Why? Because you're creating in Shemayim. You're creating, as we learned another time in the Zohar, it says that there are two Heichels in Shemayim. 
One's a heichel schus, and one's a heichel, one's a heichel, one's a chamber, a room where they're where they're trying to find all the beautiful things of the Jewish people, and the other one is a room where the sitra achra, where the yitzhar is constantly finding fault in 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 the Jews, and they say the Zohar says, where do they get fueled from? They get fueled from us. When when a person looks at the good of another Jew, so it fuels the chamber of of schus. It's a scary thing. When you see, when you find fault in somebody else, so it fuels the chamber of kitrugim, of prosecution. So even if you don't mention the person's name, it still makes an effect. And it makes an effect on oneself as well. Um, okay, question, comments? Because I want to, it's a little bit late. I'd like to wrap up a little bit earlier today. Yes, please, Rabbi Erbo. I just have a, um, I was being said on the end of last month's question. Yeah. And I saw says, uh, when he talks about Aram thing, the night, he calls it right. Instead of just using, uh, you know, the negative way Very of saying nice. cutting, he's saying something that enables you to eat. Very nice. It's a positive. So Very I, nice. What I'm, my main point I'm saying is that the fact that we come, I come to the Shira every day or uh, Aras. Yeah, I'm roughly. So, you're not saying it, and you're not even saying it without the other thing. You still have it in your mind. Right. So, all that, all that. Gook. Uh, <laughs> right, correct. It's doing. How do you get it? Right, right. Great. Right. It's a great question because it's all, it's all in there. It stays, stays around. Yeah. You're saying it directly. Oh, I thought you were, you were. And I just went, I thought you were responding to what he said. Nah. Okay, sorry. So let's just sorry. Well, Rafi saying so. How does a person get rid if he's if he's not going to spit it out and he's not going to? That's what you're saying. If you're not going to, I mean, if it's you feel like a pressure valve, like, uh, that what? Right, right. No, no. I. I Right, so he spoke. Right, so first of all, you have to be patient with that. Secondly, you know, you, you want to try and replace. You want to try and not get rid of it, like we said yesterday. If you try and get what? Correct. Exactly. Don't try and get rid of. That's what we spoke about yesterday. It's very, very, very important. You sowed. Don't try and get rid of your negative thoughts. It's not going to work. Number one, it's not going to work. Number two, you you're. It's going to be negative. On the negative, so you're just going to create more negative. the The way to do it is to replace those thoughts with positive thoughts. And like you said yesterday, if that means I have to move away from that person and then bombard myself or give myself all of these positive thoughts, that's fine. It takes time. It takes time, especially if it's someone very close to you and it's something that hurts you a lot or something that bothers you a lot. So it's very hard. You got to be patient with yourself and realize that uh, you know it takes time. And let me now say all these, you know, positive, amazing things. But yeah, to expect it to leave and to expect it not to be there. And also, just on that, and I'll let you go in a second, but see what's what's also important to note is that when you have that negative thought and you have that negative feeling, it's very strong. And when you have those positive thoughts. They're not as strong. So it takes time, right? A guy could say like, yeah, I, and I've had this. I've had this with myself. I've had this with myself and I've helped 
try to help other people with this. But right? if you say like, oh gosh, you know, um, someone let's say thinks that he's dumb about himself. Let's say he goes, I am so dumb, right? And deep down, deep down, he feels that he's dumb, right? Deep down, and he's like, I am dumb, and he's been telling himself since he's in, uh, you know, uh, kindergarten. And his parents have been telling him, and his teachers have been telling him, and the whole world has been telling him, you're dumb. And he's been telling him, reinforcing, I'm dumb, I'm dumb, I'm dumb, or I'm not smart, whatever it is. And then he finally comes, Baruch Hashem, he comes here, he comes to this shir, and he's listening, and we're talking about, you know, training yourself to have positive thoughts, that I am actually, I I can think smartly, I am smart, whatever you're going to say, right? So what you do is, Deep down, I don't feel that I'm smart, but I begin to bombard myself with these thoughts. I'm smart, I'm smart, I'm smart. You have to realize that those are much weaker thoughts. Those are weaker thoughts. They're not deep. It takes time. It takes time to ingrain it into yourself. So when you look at someone negative and your initial reaction is like, oh my gosh, I can't stand that person. So it's always because there's a part of you that you can't stand about yourself. So it's very deep. So you're looking at that person saying, oh my gosh, I can't stand him. It's real, it's real, it's real. That's very hard to just let go of. Then you start saying, okay, I want to see the good. But I always say, don't look and see the good. Just stay away from that person. And then, train yourself to see the good. Train yourself to see the good. Then you could see in that person focusing on the good. But it's very, very hard. Do not expect to, uh, to get rid of that so, so fast. Yeah. People can hold grudges and hold things for, for a long time. Got a daven for it also. Yes, Hashem. That's what it means. When I learn the Torah, I want my eyes to become beautiful, that I look, everything I see is beautiful. So Rabbi see or Ezra, yeah, I, I just wanted to add that it's not possible unless you're the Vilna Gaon to have two thoughts at the same time. It's right. impossible. Right. So the, Correct. the counter of that thought is a good like thing. For a good thought. Exactly. Or when you're going to sleep, think exactly. about it. As, as, as something I learned in high school, if you want to go to sleep and you can't, think about Tyra, because then the eights are hard, won't put you to sleep. <laughs> right, and it works right, every right. single time. <laughs> and about grudges, um, so I have a very close friend that he lost all his money, he was very successful, and he was very hurt from a lot of people around him, his feelings, regardless of what's true and what's not. And uh, I've been trying to tell him, and what I realized is that we're lucky to have this yeshiva to teach us how to look positive. But the world out there, they're behind 20 years. And sometimes when I preach, I'm like, they're not copying what I'm saying and what life's about, unfortunately. But uh, so I've been trying to help him sit with the people that he was hurt or hurt them, each one has their side, and, and, I, and I tell him, it's not for them, it's for you to move on because you're stuck. And uh, one of the people that he was hurt by was someone that was close to him for 15 years as a father-son relationship, and I've been trying to reach him for a while, so I'll tell this stop, and I've, been, and I've been trying, it wasn't successful. Um, three days ago, I was driving with Avi in the car, and I don't remember who else, Avi. Yeah. And uh, I saw this big, uh, this big Rosh Hashiva. Avi told me we were on the highway of the, on the 443, and in, a, in a, a non-normal place to stop, he was standing there making a phone call. 
And Avi said, look, that's the guy. And I was like, ah. But I said, if, he, if Hashem brought him on a highway outside of the car, so I pulled over like a half a mile, and I ran to him on the highway, and I said, listen, I've been trying to reach you. I said, so he said, I said, I just feel like if there's a foundation of love for 15 yeah. years, yeah. that doesn't disappear. He wears dad, he was a son. And Lamaisa, I have to fight with both of them, and I'm battling with them to meet for them, not to make money. And Lamaisa, last night after the music night, I stayed up until two in the morning, which is not a big deal, and I went with them to meet. Wow. It was cold, I, I was expecting a lot more like I thought the fire would be there, but it, I could only bring the horse to the water that he's got to drink. But this happened yesterday, and it's about hey. letting go the past, and I keep on telling him what we learn here. I'm like, what does it matter what happened? It's like, who cares? Look, you're suffering, you're sitting there all day dwelling in what he did, what she did, just move on. So wow, amazing, wow. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. Ezra? No. Okay, it's not. Okay. Okay, beautiful. Hashem should help us all. You know, and I'll just say the story. I wasn't, uh, wasn't sure when it would come, but I don't want to forget the story. Uh, just about um, looking at situations and, and realizing that we don't know really what's going on. This happened to me um, last, yesterday, last night. Um, I was sitting with, uh, with, one, one, with someone and um, someone else came and brought uh, supper and he put the supper down and then that person who put the supper down um, uh, came, came over to, to schmooze with us and he put his plate right, right in front of the, the person who I was talking to and um, the person who I was talking to like took the plate, right? He grabbed the plate and he you know, moved it to, to his side Right, of the, you know, to where he was sitting talking to me. And he, you know, he had some french fries and he, you know, took his french fry, you know, he starts dipping like very comfortably. And I'm sitting there like the whole time. I didn't say anything. Like the guy brings supper. I'm like, they must be really close, which they are. They're close friends. I'm like, wow. You know, and in my mind, I'm just continuing the conversation. But I'm just saying like, wow, like, you know, again, I wasn't judging him negatively, but I was sort of like, wow, you're pretty Hamish with that guy's supper, you know, like just make yourself at home, you know, and he's sitting there eating a little bit, not showing the fries, the other person doesn't say anything, he just says, conversation goes over, then about 15 minutes later, right, he walks out, they both get up, and then I see the person who brought the supper go the other way, and the person sitting in front of me says, I said, wait, wait one second, whose, whose supper was that? He's, I, said, I said, I thought that that was the other guy's supper. He goes, no, 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 he brought me the supper. So it ended up, that the story that I had in my head of that, that that supper was the other guy's supper and he was taking it was a lie. It wasn't true. And if I would have left early, I would have never known that. And I would have thought, okay, this guy, he's got to work on his midas because he took his supper. But it's not, that's not what happened. What happened was it was the other person who brought him the supper. So he was just eating his own supper. So what to me, what that, that was so beautiful. I was so thankful that I had that experience that I... I can share because what it shows is, is that sometimes we could be so sure. I was sitting there saying, this guy is eating his supper, but it wasn't true. At that moment, it was as true as 
And the story with the cookies. Yeah, that what? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, on the train or something. Yes, this guy, so buys, this guy buys his favorite cookies. Uh, he buys his favorite cookies. He sits down on, a, on the plane or the train. <coughs> his cookies are right near him. And this guy sitting next to him reaches into his bag and takes one of his cookies. This guy's like, what? He was so shocked, he didn't say anything. A few minutes later, the guy sticks his hand and takes another one of this guy's These are his favorite cookies. And he's like, okay, if this guy's going to eat them all, let me at least enjoy some of them. But he, he takes the cookie, but he wasn't even enjoying it. You know, he's just like eating it just to eat his favorite cookies. The guy looks, takes another one. Finally, there's that last one left. And the, the guy turns to him and says, you know, I see you like, I see you really like the cookies. I'll let you have the last one. The guy was <laughs> the chutzpah. Anyways, he takes the last cookie, he eats it. When the guy gets up to leave, he sees that his bag was, he was sitting on it. It was right under him. He was really eating this guy's cookies the whole time. Amazing. Beautiful story. Oh, well. Amazing. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm just going to make a bracha. A bracha to all the Nehemiah. Call Nehemiah. Great. Wow. You Right. Yes, we can. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
will help each and every one of us will be Zoha that all the stories that we witness today and every day of ourselves and other people is that uh, we don't judge. That's really the truth. So try, that's why I always say, don't, don't look. Don't look. That, that, that's the key. If you mind your own business, stay in your own lane. And that's hard. That's the hardest thing. The hardest thing is because we're trained to look all over the place, right? That's, that's, that's the way we're trained is to look. You could have a good day. You could be doing this. And then suddenly you look at this. And then you are the judge. You have to be the judge. It's the first mish, Mishnah in Pirkei Avos. The first Mishnah in Pirkei Avos. Having Mishun and Bedin is not just talking about a judge to just like slow down. Slow down in your judgment. Say, I don't want to judge anything. And if you have to, someone actually told me that this worked for him. Uh, this is a, just practical advice for everybody. Um, I forgot who told me that they did this and it was, it was great. Um, is that they were on a bus. I told them when you're ever in, let's say, an airport or you're on a bus or an airplane and you're, or, or in a shul or you're in a public place and you're with people you don't know, um, so it's natural to start, especially if you're not feeling good about yourself, you're uncomfortable, so you start sort of assessing, you know, this guy and this guy and this person. And It's a normal thing, very normal thing to start judging everyone. So I say what, I, what, you, what you could do, which is very, very helpful, is you sit there and you look at everybody and you give them blessings. You give them quietly in your mind. You give them brachas. Oh, I hope this one has a great day and I hope that one, you know, has this and this one should have parnasa and this one. And you sit there and you, you slowly uh, will uplift yourself and you'll uplift everyone around you as opposed to burning everybody up on the bus, in the shul, in the surroundings. Slowly, you will feel great and you will uplift everyone around you by, by saying, oh, you know, God bless this one and this one and this one, whatever, whatever, whatever you can say, you'll actually enjoy it as well. It'll, uh, you'll have a good time. So Hashem, yeah, you want to say something? Yeah, that it's also extremely practical for Shmira Seinayim that a lot of times we lust after an object, but if you would give that person a name and say, bless Rachel, my sister, and then you change it. Mm-hmm. And what Rabbi said about judging, the same thing applies to Shmira Seinayim. Right. You look at that person as something, right. not an object. Right. You know, Beautiful. Hashem should help us all to only see the good in ourselves, in others, and all the Jewish people, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, just a few minutes because it's a little bit late. Um, I'm just going to begin Paragimel in Mesil Sisharim, and I'm just going to focus on one word, and that's what we're going to talk about today. And that word is, as we left off, as we left off in Parag Bez, as the Mesil Sisharim says, anili Mili, which basically means I am the captain of my ship. I am the one who makes the changes that I need to make. I am the one who's in control of my happiness, of my relationships. I am the one who can decide how I want to live my life. And the quicker a person makes that decision, and the quicker a person doesn't blame, and the quicker a person realizes that I can take responsibility for everything. And it's hard sometimes because a lot of times we're just not used to that. We're used to saying, when this person changes, then I'll be okay. When my father does this to me, then I'll be okay. When my mother finally does this, then I'll be okay. When I have money in the bank, then I'll feel a certain way. When I have my wife, when I have my children, then I'm going to be a certain way. And a person doesn't remember that that's not true. 
That's not true. I can decide today. I can decide this moment to, to change my life right now. And decisions are very quick. Decisions are very quick. It's just making that decision that that's what I want. It's making the decision that that's what I want. I remember someone told me uh, many years ago, it was actually in Uman, I remember he told this to me. Um, actually, I'll say his name. No, nobody really knows him. Here he was uh, uh, from Sharyashev. He was in my shir. His name is Shlaimi. He was actually here last year. Shlaimi Abenson from uh, England. He's, I think he's related to Benzian Abenson. I remember him telling me in Uman, he said this line, and it made such an impression. And he said that somebody, if you want something, if you want something, then, then you'll go get it. The problem in life is when you don't have the want. The second that you have the want, then you will go get it. And that's how the Mesil Zisharim begins Paragimel. He says, The first step is, I want to take control of my life. And the second a person says, I want to take control of my life, then he begins taking control of his life. And many times, like we said the other day, many times the problem is, is that we're looking for the quick fix here and there. We're looking to fix this. We're looking, right, how do I change this? How do I change that? Sometimes the first step is what you skip. And that is, what is my desire? What is it that I want in life? Not that, oh, what is it that I, okay, I like this and I like this. I like to feel good. I like to, okay, everybody likes to feel good. I like to uh, be lazy. I like to this. Okay, everyone likes to, to chill. No, what do you want? What is it that you want in life? And the Mishra Sharm starts off by saying, somebody who wants to look after himself. And again, I'll end off with this. I want to hear a few comments, and that, that'll be our, our uh, uh, point this morning, is that a lot of times we're waiting for other people to want things for us and to do things for us, which is very normal, because that's the transition from child to adult, to become from a taker to a giver. And that's a very hard transition, because when you're used to taking everything from everyone, and you're used to being the receiver, and that I'm waiting for someone to receive, to, to, to give me. So that's very, very difficult to say, you know what, I'm waiting for my roommate to change for this. I'm waiting for my parents to change for this. I'm waiting for something outside of me to change. And as long as a person is thinking like that, and he's not in the driver's seat to say, I'm going to make things work. I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to want to make these changes. That's when change begins. Question, comments, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Please. Yes? I guess similar to Buddha's question yesterday, in terms of what about like Hashem having mercy? So like sometimes we want to wait for Hashem to just instill us with something, I mean, not even somebody else, but Hashem to give us that boost of whatever it is, so then right. you don't have to even be in the driver's seat that people think right. like that, and then they're just waiting for Hashem to do it. But then that mindset is also not correct. Right, so you have to know, so that's a very good point, it's a very tough balance. A person has to know how much of that is, you know, my laziness, and how much of that is real amuna. 
right? A person can say, how much am I just, you know, right? A person has a difficult relationship, right, with his parents. And he could sit there and daven and daven. I should have a great relationship with my parents. I want to have a great relationship with your parents. Uh, when's the last time you called your father to say, have a good Shabbos and thank you? Uh, I'm davening to have a great relationship. Great. So good. Baruch Hashem. You know, maybe the davening will help that you'll hear someone tell you to call your father. But the point is that a person has to know himself to say that everything, every, a person always has to take, take action. A person always has to do something. Yeah, correct. That's what I'm saying. So you need, you, of course you need Siyat HaShemayim, but you need, it's like the guy who came to the Chavetz Chaim or whoever it was and says, oh, I've been davening to win the lottery. Right? It's a famous story. Davening to win the lottery. Davening, davening, davening to win the lottery. So the Chavetz Chaim says, did you buy a ticket? He says, no. So what, what are you talking about? You're not even in the game. So, so, so correct. I, I, would say, I would suggest to everybody here. I, all right, that's what I'm saying. I would suggest to everybody here, and I would suggest to, um, really, I, I, again, I'm not, I, I, could find, I could find proofs, but I could just go from my own experience. You know, I, I would, I would uh, not rely on Hashem and, and, and really take full responsibility. And then you'll bring Hashem. I promise you, you'll bring Hashem in the picture. Meaning, of course, you could daven. That's why we daven. That's why we daven three times a day. That's why we ask Hashem that everything I do today should have bracha. I want everything that I do today to have from you. And if you're not in, in there, I have nothing. But that you could do three times a day. That you could do davening. If you want to do hispodidus, then you could add that to your feel as well. Have your own hispodidus. But then you have a lot of hours during the day to get to work. My humble suggestion is to work and to do and to do. To have the shefa, to have the siyat shmaya go in there. And the more you want it, harotzeh, right? Bederach sha'adam rotzeh lelech molichin oso. Hashem will guide what you want. If you deep down want it, Hashem will help you get it. Yes, Rabbi Akram. I to mention it yesterday in Shira, Rabbi said it very, very clear. Even Hashem cannot help you. And I, I remembered that question from last week. Right. And they say that the, the difference between laziness and emunah yeah. is very, very, very narrow. Fine. You Correct. can say Hashem, Hashem, Hashem out of laziness. But the right. first thing is just to sit down and write, what do I want? Then you can focus on that. Correct. You see that you can't do it, then exactly. break Shema. Exactly. But exactly. you need to see inside if it comes from laziness. Correct. Just, I don't know. So just Hashem. Right. Correct. Beautiful. So it's a shtus to ask for Ratzon? No, you could ask, ask for Ratzon. Right. No, no, that's great. You could ask that I want to I wanna have a Ratzon for something. And I don't have it. I don't have it. That's the one-to-one. How many, many times we say that. I, wanna, I want to want to learn. I don't really want to learn now, but I want to want. So you could ask Hashem, help me. One more. Help me clarify my one. Yeah. So when you daven, you can say, give me Ratzon. Right, right. Because if you have, very good, Rabbi Very good, beautiful. If you have, if a person has Ratzon, that was the point that the person told me. If you have Ratzon for something, Ratzon is the same letters as Ratz. Ratz means to run. When you want something, you run towards it. And if you're not running towards something, it means you don't want it. Oh, but I know deep down I want it. So that's what Rabbi Arbel is saying. You've got to clarify that you want it. You have to say, I want to want it. So that you could daven for. Or that you could try and figure out ways how you could want it more. How you could clarify my want. 
I know this is what I want, but we get distracted, whatever it is. We'll talk more about that as the para goes. Shimon, yeah, yeah? Shimon? Um, I, uh, I'm going back on the giving and taking. Yeah. Yes, the tzaddikim are complete givers, yeah. That what? Somebody spit on it, Yeah, correct. Everything, okay, yes, so yes. I, where's the balance between, because there's got to be a certain order that I don't let somebody do whatever they want. Is there not? Yeah, of course, but I'm saying that. Right. No, don't, no, don't, don't, don't strive to be oblivious so over We can learn, right. I got you. I got you. You don't have to draw the line. You have to learn. You want to learn in life. You want to learn to be a giver. Wherever you are, whatever level you're on, you want to learn to be a giver. When you're married, that really is when it when it when it really clicks in a lot. Right now, when you're single, when you're in yeshiva, the person you want to be giving the most to yourself. Again, doesn't mean you can't give guy a, a, give someone a fork. You can give someone a smile. You could give someone your heart. You could lend a, a nice ear to somebody to listen to them. But the main person you want to give to when you're in yeshiva is you want to give to yourself and you build up yourself. When you get married, then you learn to be a more practical, active giver. Don't think about Rabbi Yitzchak as someone spitting. No one should be spitting in your face. No one's I'm saying. That's a very, very, very high level. You want to train yourself to be someone who is not from just, oh, I need this from everyone. I need this from everyone. Your parents. I would start with your parents. That's where, as a child, I would start with your parents. Okay, it's very hard. I'm not asking about the point where, let's say, it's an outside force. And yeah. something's going on. Where do I say, like, where, But, Shimon, that's what I'm saying. Practically, it doesn't apply. But it does apply. It doesn't apply. So we could talk, me and you, about the specific things. If someone is in yeshiva, someone is in yeshiva, it's very, very simple to be a giver very simple to be a giver. It's not complicated to be a giver. And the main person you need to focus on when you're here is building yourself. The best way for you to give in yeshiva is to learn and to grow and to work on yourself. That's the best way to give while you're in yeshiva. Now obviously you're not sitting around talking Lashon Hara. You're obviously looking, but, but a person doesn't have to sit around and focus on, huh, how do I give to everybody? Shimon, does that make sense? Okay. In yeshiva, the goal is yes, Rabbi Small. Yeah, I was going to say, really, it's the, it's the same thing. Working on oneself, so you can remember that someone in yeshiva is giving out. Correct. Because the person naturally wants to give when he's comfortable. Right. When a person is wealthy, he, he likes to give money. The person is feeling good, he's very white man. Very nice. He wants to give. So a person builds himself up and knows who he is and is comfortable with himself. Beautiful. 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 Very good. Very well said. Shimon, you heard that? Very well said. Okay, so we'll talk. Right. Okay. The bottom line is Hashem should help us all. Should be Zocha, each and every one of us, to to as Rabbi Small was saying, to learn, to learn to build ourselves up, to learn to give to ourselves, if that's the right word, to really take care of ourselves. To understand ourselves so that in Amir Tashem we can overflow. We can overflow into others. And the key is to try and clarify your roadset, what you want. What do I want in life and how do I clarify my wants? And even if I have a want for a want, like Rabbi Erblich was saying, how can I tap into that? 
How can I tap into wanting something more, being more clear about my want? And again, remember, everyone has to remember, we're already right uh, on Wednesday. Let's remember as the weeks go by, things move. We're already almost in Kislev. Hanukkah's around the corner, believe it or not, which is crazy to think about. And that things move and things move. Take advantage of your day. Take advantage of the days that you have here. Take advantage of the environment that is all fully focused, like Rabbi Tzvi was saying earlier, on positivity, on love, on growth. We are in a, we are in a, like a full-fledged seminar of growth and positivity. Disconnect yourself from the opposite of that and connect yourself over here to the things that will help you be the best that you can be. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.